What's up, guys? Welcome to the JMP Podcast, where we want to offer and provide as much value as possible to real estate agents, real estate investors, anybody and everything when it comes to real estate. How are you doing, Jordan? Doing well, man. Happy doing, to be back. Doing good. So, uh, I noticed last week we were, we were looking like bums, so... We had to we had to dress up a little bit. We had to bit. dress up a little yeah. bit this we week. We had to level up. <laughs> and we got the ferns now. Yeah, we got the ferns. Uh, but, uh, man, so what's going on with you in real estate right now? Man, I'm... Uh, things are looking interesting right now. It is such a... It's such a weird time to be a buyer or a seller. Um, investors, I feel like, are, are... There's just all these outside forces that are, are making people like question things more than ever, right? You've got like, are we going to go to war? Are, is in, you know, inflation ever going to slow down? Like, are we going to keep printing money? Yeah. Um, is my investment going to be safe in real estate? So there's a lot, a lot more concern now, I would say, than there has been for um, maybe the last five years, which has, mm-hmm. you know, been, been very interesting to deal with. But I mean, my buyers who are, are winning are those who are, are taking a chance on real estate and the most steady investment that you can do is property. You know, and I, I saw your post today that said, if you would have bought, uh, if you would have brought, bought property when you started thinking about it, you'd have two now. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. It's so true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm very cautiously optimistic about the market. Um, I, you know, what's going on with me in real estate is basically, uh, I had a big closing recently. Today, Congrats. actually, it funded today. That's awesome. So, getting a little commission check for that, and then, um, but that one was a stressful deal, man. Like it took two and a half months to close. It was supposed to close a month and a half ago. Oh wow! And, yeah, and so basically, I was the listing agent, and the buyers were having a tough time getting approved with their first lender. And we took a big chance. And the thing is, is that if we didn't sell it to those clients, then we would have had to take a huge discounted big loss on the on the sale of their house. You know, we we sold it for a certain amount. We probably would have lost 50, 60, 70K if those buyers didn't get accepted. So we closed out on that deal. My clients literally were in tears. Uh, and it was awesome that we uh, we got them through it. Um, but I'm glad that, you know, we're just, I think we've said this multiple times, like we just have to have, um, we have to have the correct expectations for every transaction. That and, and know that there's options, right? Because I yeah. I think you, you were talking to this or about this transaction with me and it was, you know, the, is, is this the one where a buyer was freaking out um, about? Yeah. And the buyers ghosted, like they were so uh, well, it they, is around Halloween. You yeah, know. they were so stressed out that they just disappeared. And they were like, we can't do this. And so we really had to. And that's a crazy thing about being a real estate agent is that we have to deal with so many different types of personalities, so many different types of emotions, um, literally on the phone with crying clients like, hey, we've got to make this deal work. And the thing is, is like we care so much that we try to figure out ways to get the deal to work. And so, uh, sorry, what was the question? I was just asking if this was the the transaction where that, that client had 
had kind of disappeared and like mm-hmm. what maybe what you did to save that transaction because i mean when someone ghosts you you don't expect either a that they're going to come back or obviously there's some motivating factor that's missing or that they think is missing but it may not be yeah. but you know what i did was i actually called the the buyer's agent and i said can you tell us what he needs right can you tell us what he needs because he might think that he has no other options, mm-hmm. but we may be able to find that solution. And so when I asked that question, that buyer's agent actually went to the buyer and said, hey, can you tell us what you need so that we might be able to help? Because a lot of times people, they just uh, they break down because they don't have any other options instead of reaching out for help. And, and all he needed was an extra couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Right? And so we're not going to lose the deal over a couple thousand dollars. Right. Right. Like we're not going to lose, you know, several, several hundreds of thousands of dollars for my client over two grand. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so he was freaking out over a, a couple grand and we're like, you know what? That's no problem. Like we'll just credit, you know, we'll give you a credit. That's it's no incredible problem. how the, how the perception of that transaction for him was, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. There's no way to make this work. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, just ask for what you need mm-hmm. and let's get this thing done. Exactly. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. Uh, we got that one closed and funded today. That's awesome. Um, that was like a, a big relief off my shoulder. Uh, but uh, yeah. I have a question. Yeah. What's what's the craziest thing you've ever like dealt with in real estate? Whether it's like the funniest thing that you've done like while like uh, either showing a house or just like a funny situation. In real estate. Craziest thing that happened to me in real estate was uh, three, four years ago, I had a client that was flying down from San Diego and they wanted to take a look at a few properties. And um, this is right before the big boom in Austin or, you know, the United States. And uh, so I was super excited to show him properties. And the first house that I, 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 we walk up to and the door's locked and I'm like, that's weird. And so I, uh, the, uh, the lock box didn't have the key in it. So I called the listing agent and he was like, Hey, there's an extra key, um, in this other lock box. Mm. So I get the key. I open the door. I let my client in. And this is the first time him and I are meeting in person. And, uh, so we walk in, I'm showing, showing him the, uh, it's like a condo townhouse. And, uh, I don't know where we hear above us what is going on? Mm. And so I go upstairs, I knock on the door and all I hear is go in the bathroom, go in the bathroom. I'm like, what the heck? Like multiple people. Yeah. Two people. (laughs) And I was like, hello, realtor. And they're like, one second. And so they, uh, so, okay, I'm going to go downstairs. And so, uh, I go downstairs and I'm like, oh, I guess there's another agent showing their client the house. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so they come down, they're walking down as this this this, uh, lady real estate agent and her client. And they were definitely having some fun upstairs. Yeah. (laughs) Because the the door was locked. Master bedroom. (laughs) Spacious bedroom. And so, uh, you know, she's fixing her hair and I, oh I tell God. my client, you know, this is the first, I was like, welcome to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> you had to break in the hardwood. He actually liked that house too, which is funny. 
Oh my uh, god. We didn't go with that one. We got went with another one in North Austin, but it's, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. What about you? What's the craziest? Uh, story? So craziest thing that's happened to me so far. Uh, I was hosting an open house, and this was for a client of mine. And I'm at the open house. Like traffic's good. This was like before things kind of switched on us. Uh, traffic was decent, and this couple comes through, and you know they're asking about the house. It's a two story home, so we're we're downstairs, and they're asking you know questions about the house. And suddenly, you know, the I'm assuming her husband, he's like, hey, like can I can I use the restroom down here? They had a half bath down there i'm like sure no problem right that's happened so many times you know where clients are like we need to use the restroom yeah it's no problem it's typical right like people are gonna need to use the restroom whatever make them feel like home right Mm -hmm. so i'm talking to the wife and she's asking what year it was it was built what school district it's in and bro i kid you not that man was releasing demons in (laughs) in that bathroom cheek wobbling wall shaking vibrations and we had to we had to sit there and act like nothing was going on and i'm like oh yeah this is glenn high school (laughs) and they didn't uh, end up making an offer i don't you know i I was like man if the bathroom could withhold you know stand up to that like i thought that was a good selling point but I've had uh, listing agents, if I was representing the buyer, uh, text me by like and be like, "Hey, your client like blew up the bathroom, and that's not cool." <laughs> I like my bad. <laughs> Sorry, you that's know? so funny. Sorry, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. No. So, uh, new news: uh, Elon Musk apparently is gonna close out on the deal on twitter i just i need like a fraction of his money right all my problems will go can away. i get point it's done oh done wow deal. Yeah. okay so uh he owns twitter officially wow which is crazy uh i'm how really do, how do you in, feel about that i'm interested in seeing how he's going to bring everything that he owns together with twitter right mm-hmm. so as in he owns tesla how is he gonna integrate tesla with that he has a big this is funny. He has a lot of shares in Doge, Dogecoin mm. as well. So is he going to charge people Dogecoin, which is going to be really good. Interesting. Uh, if you if you look on crypto right now, a Doge is like up a lot because I think the, the deal's closing. Yeah, so that's sympathy play. And then uh, he also owns SpaceX. So, um, and it's crazy that he's like based here in Austin, right? That's yeah. It's weird that you could just like walk. You know, walk into like Triple Eight downtown, and Elon Musk might be he might be chilling there. down there. There's so many Teslas now here yeah. in Austin. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Like, I feel like whenever I go and I I go back home to you know Victoria, Texas, there's I've I've seen one, but it's so funny driving around any suburb around Austin, Austin it's proper. It's like Teslas are everywhere now. Yeah, almost like fifty percent of the of the. Uh, the cars i feel like at least um i think also we just notice it you yeah. know what i mean like i i've wanted a tesla for so long and i was so close to getting one mm-hmm. that you ordered one i did and it was supposed to get delivered november 1st oh no that's like in four days <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i so here's the thing right smart business decisions 100 so i ordered it back in april uh interest rates were 2.2 or 2.9 percent Right, which is I think what they've charged for most of this entire time, and my payment was going to be something I was comfortable with, so I felt good about the the, the purchase. I went to 
you know, reward myself for my hard work. Yeah. And, um, again, it was just, it made sense, right? I was going to no longer, you know, I, I travel a lot now, so wouldn't have to pay for gas. I have solar panels, so that's going to help me charge my, my car. Um, and then like I, I get an email and it's like, okay, it's time to apply for your loan because you can't apply for that loan in April and hold that all the way through December, for example, if that's when it's going to get delivered. And, uh, the interest rate went up to 4.49%. That probably changed your monthly payment Completely, a lot. Completely. Almost doubled my monthly payment. Yeah. Absolutely insane. So. Yeah. So it's not a good decision. No. So even though like it's something that you want, you have to be smart about it. And I, I'm not the kind of person that needs a flashy car if it's not a good business decision. You know? Yeah. Okay. So now's the, ti- the, the uh, time of the episode where we shit on builders. Let's go. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this conversation for so long. Builders, I want you to look at me. Listen, right now. It is, I am loving that you are squirming because I remember taking my clients into your office for two years and you treating us like absolute garbage. If we didn't have an appointment, it's like we were, we were pieces of trash walking in and didn't deserve to be in your, in your presence. We were peasants yeah. to these builders. And now... Oh, oh, now you're returning my phone calls. You're yeah. sending me emails all of a sudden. Hey, John, uh, just to let you know, we're actually offering 7% commission on these houses. So if you have any clients available, please just, uh, we're do, begging you. We're begging you. Can you please come and bring your clients to us? We'll do anything. You <laughs> name it. I, I won't. They literally treated us like trash for like two years. Yeah. It was tough getting, getting new builds because not only were there, very few available, but man, it not all of them, but I, I have a few in my head that we won't say. Yeah. I've got like three that came to mind. <laughs> yeah. That was like, I, I love, and, get, I love getting the email that was like, name your price, name your price. Well, well, and it used to be, Hey, uh, we're on a huge way. You know, here's an example. I would literally, we work overtime for our clients, especially during that time. And and I would walk, I would drive around to new builds just in case there were one or two available. Cause at that time there was no inventory. And so I would walk into these offices and these builders would be like, if you don't have an appointment, uh, you set one up online. And yeah. They, so rude, super rude. And then, um, I'm like, well, do you have anything available? Well, look online. And I'm like, God dang. And so guess what? Real estate agents don't forget. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, now they, they're rolling out the red carpet for you. Yeah. They're they're following up multiple times a day to make yeah. sure, you know, hey, did you see that we just released these lots? Yeah, and I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know who did good? Uh I will say who did good. Uh I had really great experiences with DR Horton during during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they didn't treat me bad. Uh people were friendly and uh shout out to DR Horton cuz y'all treated my clients really well during that time. A lot of them too. It's funny you say that because the post post pandemic, uh, Dr. Horton's been interesting. To do. Oh, really? One, one community. I won't. I won't throw the whole, yeah, the whole builder in that blanket. But I've been having quite a time with Dr. Horton and Bastrop getting stuff done or what? Yeah, it's like we we had to sign um, with some incomplete items, and that was mm. two and a half months ago. And so y'all closed on the deal, and the things still aren't done. Still aren't done arguing that they did them when clearly they didn't. Oh, okay. Um, 
House, yeah, is, I mean, that's like, and the thing is, is like, not every Chick Fil A is perfect, right? You know, and so, uh, yeah, there's going to be some bad apples for yeah, sure. For sure, there's like, I, I think the biggest example is right now. My client has been waiting for sod to get put in for oh, a very long time. There yeah. was there was a big deal about you know we were in a um, a drought for a while, so mm-hmm. they couldn't finish the irrigation system. I think the the county had put a restriction on where we couldn't do anything. So I understand that part. Mm-hmm. So then once the restriction got lifted, tell me why a house next to them that hasn't even closed yet is getting their sod put in before my client, who's been closed for two and a half months. Yeah. So just little things like yeah, that. And then you sure. call them and, and oh, it was a scheduling issue. And it might issue. not necessarily be the builder on that for that instance. It might be the super, you know, the the uh, construction supervisor, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, we've had talks with him. He's yeah. So it might be him. Uh, but, but yeah. yeah retirement for real estate agents. So there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of people who like me probably shifted into real estate mid pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, it was the, it was something new. It was something different. Like I wanted to get away from my corporate job and real estate was the avenue for me because I I knew you, I knew you were doing well with it. Um, and I hadn't in there. So whenever I switched, I think there's a reality that a lot of real estate agents newer real estate agents don't realize is that there is no traditional retirement plan nope. with real estate. There's not a 401k, you know, there's no company match for anything unless you're, you know, that three letter one, three letter brokerage. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly, I don't, I don't know everything about it, so I won't go into it. <laughs> but I know that like you, you need to start thinking about what does your exit strategy in real estate look like? Yeah. Because unless you intend to sell, until the day you die, mm-hmm. you probably want to have some kind of exit. And, and I think that's so much so important for agents to to think about. Like, are you going to be a transactional agent your entire life? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to deal with clients your entire life? Like, it's so much better if you take those profits and put it into opportunities. And when I say opportunities, undervalued properties. And hold, I mean, in my opinion, hold on to them uh, because in 20, 30 years, they're going to be paid off and they're going to be worth 20, 30, 40% more than what you bought them for. So uh, they're going to be paid off, which means um, if you're getting it rented out, it's being paid for by someone else. Like, so 30 years from now. Appreciation year over year. Yeah. So if you're 30 years old, and you bought one house every year uh, for, I don't know, 20 years. Now you're 50. You own 20 houses that, uh, well, I mean, it'll take a little more time. But now you'll, you'll, you'll have a ton of houses, a ton of equity. And when you're 60, like, you'll have way more, much, way more money than a, a typical IRA or whatever. Yeah. And there's just different ways to do it. Like, do you, is your exit strategy to become a coach? You know, oh, are yeah. you are you going to lead a team and, and you get a piece of their commissions? Yeah. Uh, are you going to become your own broker? Yeah. Are you going to invest in properties? Are you going to, you know, cash flowing properties? Are you going to Airbnb houses? Are you going to flip houses? You just have to start thinking about what does your exit strategy look like? Because not a lot of people have a clear vision of what that is. So the sooner you can think about that and establish what your goal is for, for leaving the business, or just making the business work for you, mm-hmm. for you, 
um, the better you'll be for it. Okay. So I've got two questions and I peeked on your notes, so I'm going to steal them. Uh, so what is your least favorite thing about real estate? Least favorite. There's, there's a lot of good. I think the fact that your schedule can change on a dime. Ooh, I mean, you can yeah. go from having this. I was just talking to my mom about this was like two weekends ago. She was like, what are you doing this weekend? I, and this was Friday afternoon. I'm talking to her and she's like, you know, what are you doing? I said, nothing. So we got We got a clear weekend, probably watch some movies at home. Um, we might go shopping. I, I don't know. We got, I've got nothing going on. I kid you not like three hours later, everything changed. I remember I, you, you said I was you're... the busiest weekend I've ever had. Yep. Multiple showings multiple contract offers, like eight hours of driving around to show property. Like it was insanity. And so that makes it really difficult at times to, am I going to really be at this event? It, you know, I want to go to next weekend's whatever. Can, can Jordan, can you be there right now? Yes. Yeah. But that could change instantly. Yeah. hundred percent. And you know, like getting invited to events and be like, man, I can't go now because a client really wants to take a look at a property right. and it's the only time that they're available to take a look at that property. Of course. <laughs> you know, and you're like, okay, I'll go show the property. So same question back to you. What's your least favorite thing or aspect about real estate? Um, the There's a lot of things that are not within our power, right? To change. So... Uh, when it comes to the underwriters that like, you know, they have all the power of accepting the loan or not. Or uh, when it comes to a, a judge signing off on a divorce decree, like and the timing of when he signs off on that divorce decree. Or when it comes to, uh, I don't know, title company not getting the correct information. There's so much stuff outside of what we have control over. And so for me, it's like, okay, how do I control what I can control or take take massive action within what I can control so that more deals come into the pipeline so that if one of the deals in the pipeline uh, falls through, I'm still taking massive action to get more deals to close. Mm, you know yeah absolutely that's that's really important and a lot of times those things that we are not in control of, clients think we're in control of i know and it's like jordan i need you to do this and it's like i can't sign that divorce degree what do you want me to do like right <laughs> so yeah it's it's you know talking to i need you to do you know jordan is there does it look like there's foundation problems like i'm not a foundation guy you need yeah. to you need to call someone yeah. to you know you need to call a professional to come get this checked out it's really important to understand and set you know the, the proper understanding of what your role within the transaction is. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, so interest rates are higher right now and we're having a tough time. Um, actually, no, we're not having a tough time. I think a lot, you know, what's crazy. You know, what's crazy. Um, I'm getting closer to the mic for knives. Uh, is that a lot of buyers actually coming out of the woodworks right mm. now because, prices are starting to more than normalize. They're starting to get into the range of, Hey, you know what? I can afford this house now, you know, instead of 500,000, it might be 380, you know, that same house eight, nine months ago. Um, 
So, yeah, interest rates are really interest interesting interesting uh, <laughs> well, time right now. Well, you know, there's if as real estate agents, we have to be, you know, flexible and adapt to what the market is giving us. I cannot change interest rates. However, what I can change is my client's knowledge on what options are available to them. Mm-hmm. So, for example, my my buyers are winning right now with a 2-1 buy down. If, the, if you're a real estate agent, you don't know what a 2-1 buy down through your lender is, listen up. Because this is how my clients are winning right now. So, let's say it's a 7% interest rate. That doesn't sound very good, right? Well, we know that interest rates go, do this. They go up and they go down. So, is it more beneficial for your client to have a lower monthly payment or to take a little bit of money off the top of a, a transaction cost? Like if there's a $300,000 home, is it more beneficial to lower their monthly payment significantly or take 10 grand off mm. of that 300? Yeah. Right? I probably explained that really poorly, but here's what I mean. So, if you take if you ask for $10,000 off of a $500,000 house, that does virtually nothing for their monthly payment. Yeah. Changes you're it st- by about 60 bucks. Yeah. You're, you're saving a little bit of cash, right? Yeah. So a 2-1 buy down is something that's paid by the seller. And this is new, right? Yes, or, this is new. For, to my understanding, it's Well, new. I mean, people are using it a lot now. Right. So a 2-1 buy down is, is something you can ask the seller to pay for. I'm doing this with my Austin transaction right now. Nice. Um, they are going to buy down two points worth of my interest rate, my client's interest rate for the first year, one point for the second year, and then it returns to the normal interest rate. So if we're at 7%, it's going to go down to 5% for that first year, 6% the second year, and then back to 7% the third year. So within that time- You could refinance. Exactly. So let's say interest rates do go down before three years from now. Hey, shout out to lenders that are giving free refinancing if you buy the house now. Because that's huge. Like, if you get a 7% interest rate, you get locked in. Um, A lot of lenders right now are actually giving free refinances if the interest rate dips. Yeah, and that's that's another great option too. Um, Builders have a lot of incentives right now as well. Um, I know we, we took a dump on them a little bit earlier, but you know, they are offering some really great stuff right now. Yeah. But yeah, two one buy down. If you're if you're doing a resold home, I think it's a solid option. It's saving my clients literally like a thousand dollars per month on that first year. Yeah. And that's so much more important to in my in my opinion than saving ten grand off the total cost of the house. Mm-hmm. Because that's over a 30 year period. You're ne- like unless you're gonna live there for 30 years, mm-hmm. you're never gonna realize that savings. Yeah. Yeah. Um so you and I are going to be coaching a, a seven seven year old basketball. I'm so stoked. Team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stoked. I don't even know like the the official rules. I don't know how to run a practice. It's it's going to be so great. <laughs> These this we're going to do so good. This is going to be like a Will Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. I, I, like you and I are going to show up. Not knowing what to do in these seven-year-olds. I, I was looking up some drills online, though, which is funny. And most of them are like games for seven-year-olds. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, high-five one person. Uh, high-five as many people as possible while you're dribbling the ball. That's creative. Right? I like that. And so whoever high-fives the most people wins. And so it, it helps them on their ball handling, which is pretty cool. Yeah. We're probably like 
we'll go zero and ten, but at least we're gonna have we're gonna have the funnest team. No, we have a stacked team. Uh, during the draft, I, I made sure to pick some pretty good players. Yeah, I think it's funny that that John, <laughs> we we had like the the dream lineup, and then there was like some controversy with the other coaches. You want to you want to talk about that? Well, uh, so you know we do trades at the end of the draft, and uh, a coach really wanted one of the players that I picked. And it was like a five star across the board, right? Yeah. Five and every, five out of five on everything. Yeah. And I told him no. <laughs> and he was like, but my son is best friends with this kid. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> is this a charity event? I'm here to win. I know. No, but like, I feel like everybody like forced me into making the trade. So yeah. I, I did the trade. Got shamed. Yeah. I got shamed into doing it. Got coach shamed into, into yeah. making a bad trade. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Let's give some advice to uh, real estate agents. Um, let's see here. Um, I guess right now, uh, and try to change up your answer. Okay. okay. Don't give the typical answer that I know you're going to give. Okay. All right. As a real estate agent right now, mm-hmm. what is important in getting more business? And don't give the double down answer okay because that's immediately what came to my mind i know and i i I put it away because i knew that's what you were gonna (laughs) you know me too well so aside from doubling down okay you have to be relentless in your follow-up Ooh, and you know what that's a great answer because jordan is really good at following up i i want to give you that praise i'm really i'm really bad at giving myself compliments and like accepting like things that i'm good at um, but I will say like, if there's a lead, I'm going to see it through. If there's something that comes through, I'm going to find out if you're serious or if you're not, mm-hmm. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. And I, if you are serious, I'm going to get that closed Yep, because my livelihood depends on it. 100%. I don't have any other option, yeah. but to be relentless in the, the pursuit of clients. Yeah. And so you need to as well. That means there's a lesson to be learned in every single transaction that didn't go the way I wanted it to. Yeah. You know, like I, I had a referral that I actually didn't get the referral option for. Does that make sense? So I talked to these clients, they were moving to a different area. I I went through the entire presentation about the process and all this. And they picked another realtor. Well, I couldn't do it anyway. Right. So this was an area that I'm not part of their MLS, but I was at least going to educate them get them ready to buy and then refer them out to someone in that area. You know, I get a, I get a small piece of that transaction. Yeah. But I didn't get anything because they went with a lender's recommendation for a realtor. So I can't be mad at it. They don't know that I miss a payment on that or that yeah. I don't get paid if they don't use yeah. someone that I recommend or, or anything like that. So what's the lesson there? It's maybe I waited too long after that meeting to touch base with them. Maybe instead I need to tweak at the end and say, Hey, so, you know, thanks for being with me today. I'm going to get you set up with a realtor tomorrow. Um, or, you know, I get paid by getting you connected with another realtor. You can be honest and say, you know, all this is for nothing if I don't make the connection for you. But there's always, you know, that's just a very small example. That's one example of all the lessons, you know, many lessons that I've learned over you know the past two years about when things didn't go my way 
you can't be salty about it. You have to adapt and change your process so that it doesn't happen again. Yeah, for sure. What about you? Give me, give me a, a piece of advice that's not typical for real estate agents right now. Man, okay, so not doubling down and not following up. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Um, I'm getting a lot of leads from hosting events. Um, and right now, more than ever, I feel like people are in a time of uncertainty and they need connection. So I highly encourage you guys and to I highly encourage you guys to start hosting events at least once a month because it gets people together. Um, you can get sponsors, you can get lenders, title companies to pay for things. Um, and it's just a great opportunity to build relationships at a different level. Um, and, and I'll even give you some more. Uh, another tip, be enthusiastic every time you meet new people because if I, I was listening to something the other day and it said, would you rather work with someone that was just factual and had no um, character or no enthusiasm? Or would you rather work with someone that excited and passionate about what they're doing and, and they're enthusiastic, right? And so I challenge you guys to be more enthusiastic uh, about your job, about um, learning more. Um, and if you if you're losing passion, learn more about what you're doing, right? So uh, learn more about lead generating or real estate or get deeper into it so you can get more passionate. Yeah. Sometimes you have to re-fall in love with the business. Yeah. And a big part of the business is social interaction yep. and connections. hundred percent. That was super solid. Um, so I challenge you guys, you know, uh, Reach out to 10 people today. That's a, that's a challenge. Let's do a weekly challenge. I think we should. Yeah. Reach out to 10 people today that you don't normally talk to. Yeah. Um, don't cheat. Don't cheat. Uh, don't reach out to your mom. Uh, but reach out to them. Ask them how they're doing. And maybe not. you don't even have to talk about real estate. Just say, hey, how are you doing? How can I help? Um, and hopefully it helps you get your next deal done. Man, it, it always feels good. I know for me, it feels good when someone calls me out of the blue and they're just like, hey, man, just checking on you. Yep. I remember I remember you doing that with me when before I was in real estate, just calling and being like, hey, dude, just thinking about you. Like, hey, I, I saw uh, I saw that you went to you know Post Malone the other night. How was it? Yeah. Just getting we, we are so disconnected from the top two levels of communication that it almost it makes us feel so fuzzy when we get it yeah. because we're deprived of it. Yeah. The in-person and, and, and voice like talking to people. So yeah. just get out of your comfort zone. You know, if you're not doing anything today, contact 10 people, it'll, it'll, you'll be better for it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, if you like this episode, I, Please ask you to, to uh, I'm not begging, but uh, if you got any value out of this episode, please share it with your friends. Um, like and subscribe if you can. And we really appreciate uh, you guys being here. And we just want to help. So that's the whole point of this entire podcast is just helping agents get to that next level. Uh, because I was a waiter for eight years. He was working at AT&T. We were both in touring metal bands where we were making zero dollars. And now our lives completely changed just because we've implemented these strategies and tactics. And uh, we want to share that with you guys. So thanks for listening. Uh, you got anything else? It'll be great. See you guys. Bye.